Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode. Yes. And today we're just going to talk about something close to our hearts, both of Mm -hmm. us. And I know, hopefully, so many of you. What Mm -hmm. is it, Dahlia? Avatar, the last airbender. (laughs) Didn't see that coming, did you? (laughs) It's been over for a while, but still, we were just talking about how we love this show. So we want to break down some of the themes in the show and just talk about our love for it. So one thing that happened was uh, Dahlia spilled some coffee today. And you know what would make it really easy to clean up? (laughs) If you were yeah. a waterbender. That's right. <laughs> like, I've often thought that like waterbending would be the most useful tool in modern society. Like, yeah. In like when kids spill things, when like anything gets on your clothes, it would be really much. And I guess what you're left with would be like whatever is not water in the coffee. Exactly. But, maybe but that, that, that would be, be easier up. to clean up because everything has water in it or almost everything. So it would be uh, a, a useful power to have right about now, especially because I had an iced coffee. And I was like telling Jordan, I never drink coffee. So yeah. I don't even know why I brought it into the studio with me. <laughs> yeah. But so like, oh. no, it was just so I watched the show and it came out as a kid on Nickelodeon. And then I watched Legend of Korra when that came out. And I think I was in high school at that time or maybe college. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But it was just so powerful. And like now that I've seen, I can see all of their reference because they make a lot of callbacks to Studio Ghibli movies. And also they were really influenced by Cowboy Bebop. And so like now that I've seen these other things, like I I can see where they got that. But it's just such a good show in so many, like the way that like Aang and all the characters grow very organically. And And I think my favorite part about the show is the relationships in it. Mm -hmm. Because they don't all start out smooth. Like, you know, if you think about Aang and Toph's relationship, Mm -hmm. it was rough at the start, you know? Or Sokka and Aang, and like like how he sometimes had his abruptness or whatever. Or obviously Zuko is the big one, right? And and Zula, obviously. But like their whole relationships and their transformation, like as you were saying, I really love that show. And I think I, I watched it, you know, when I was... Uh, I think I was already an adult when it came out. So, but I remember I loved, and I, and, and just from like a formatting, you know, thing, I just loved how they had books and each book in, in like episode format led to the next thing. Like I, I, it was, it was uh, something I anticipated and looked forward to. Well, I think it was a kind of a groundbreaking show too, in the idea of, because back then like American cartoons were still very sitcom-y. But yes. like this, this wanted to bridge the gap of American style and like Japanese style that have stories that they remember that what happened in the last style, episode, yeah. and that's what I because as a kid too when we first discovered Pokemon, I was like cool they remember what happened in the last episode and it's not like Hey Arnold where they never make reference to it again, and like I just loved that continuing story idea. 
Yeah, there's like a over art, uh, uh, like a overall arc that continues throughout all the episodes. Yeah, and uh, you're right that that was uh, like a mainstream example, and I think that was one of the earliest ones because we didn't really have that in cartoons in American and Western mm-hmm. style of cartoons. So, yeah, that was powerful, and I think that that drew a lot of people in because it's it was no different than the excitement you get from watching a show week to week to see what happens next, like with drama or other TV series, you know. Yeah, like, I don't know I th- when Futurama actually started. I think they started around the same time as Avatar, because, like, Futurama... No, Futurama started in the late 90s. Okay, but because it yeah. also has a very long, overarching plot, but it's, it's otherwise sitcom-y, but it, so it's not quite yeah. the same as Avatar, but, like, I'm just thinking about how cartoons have changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've changed a lot, and now all of them have... Uh, like a a, a a main plot point that goes through the series, which yeah, we I didn't have because it up. drives it. Yeah, and I, I mean, you could say that about some sitcoms too. Like, I don't know, How I Met Your Mother or whatever. There is some kind of overarching thing, but a lot of times the episodes are just fluff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, like in Avatar, one thing I really love is the fact that Zuko has, um, like a repentance, uh, arc that he doesn't have to die for. Like a lot of t- like Darth Vader or whatever, like the moment they turn good, they have to die, like for their redemption to be complete. But like Zuko doesn't die, and he's he has to actually. That's the harder thing, is to live through it and like have to face all these things that you did and stuff, or that at least your your nation did. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, with Zuko, what I really loved about his character, of course, in the beginning, you're like, oh, God, he's so annoying, right? But I'm like, uh, he's so angry all the time. And, um, but, you know, like, if you, like, you know, just take this on a deeper level, you know, like, if you can look at it and understand that all he really wanted was approval from his dad to belong and to be uh, within the system, right? But something, he was just unique because even though... He tried so hard to be a part of that world that he grew up in. There was some part of him that questioned it all. And um, the more he tried harder to prove himself worthy of that world, the farther he ended up separating himself from it until he had his transformation. And I thought that was so cool. Like that for me is such a, I love that, you know, you get to see that throughout the whole series. No. Yeah, I, I also like, I mean, just how deep this show went where yeah. other shows hadn't really gone before. Like, I mean, um, Hey Arnold is actually pretty deep. I keep thinking about Hey Arnold for some reason. But so, like, <laughs> I just like the, I, I love the season three episodes when they're finally in the Fire Kingdom and whatever, and um, Fire Nation. And, <laughs> like, the episode with the kids, like, the idea of brainwashing the youth and where Aang's like, mm-hmm. that didn't happen in history and and like I don't know if you remember that episode but yeah. and like it's like footloose where they they don't know how to dance and but like they 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 went there in writing this like of course the fire nation would be brainwashing their kids to believe a history that wasn't real and even yeah. like the idea of there's there's a town like that town on the river that's being polluted by that factory like once they they fix the factory the water is still polluted and the people are like what do we do now and Katara's like well clean up the water that's what like you can't exactly. just be victims like you can't just be like oh like there's a factory over there so we can't do anything and our water is bad and also to take that that narrative even further about the avatar like that you know over reliance on a figure mm-hmm. and then what happens when that figure disappears yeah 
So the bad forces just come in and and people just fold and do what they're told. Like it it's it's putting all your hope, all your all the responsibilities on one figure mm-hmm. to solve all the problems when you are just as much as responsible for creating the world that you want to live in. Right. Yeah, I think the so, legend of Korra explores that even more because she was yeah. like, "Is it?" They they say it a lot in some of the later seasons. They're like, "What's the point of the Avatar anymore? We don't need an Avatar." Yeah. And I think that there was a reason when, like, you know, she detached from it. Like, there's just so much you can. There's just so much to explore with these shows, um, and that's part of the reason why it just sits so close to my heart. Like, that's why I. I just still love them to this day. And I think that's there's probably why a lot of people are still fans of it. I was yeah. really disappointed in the in the live action movie, though. Well, sure. yeah, that really sucked. Uh, oh, <laughs> I know God. they're remaking something for Netflix. I don't know if it's supposed to be a movie or a show. I think it's a show. I th- oh, is it a show? I thought it was another movie. I, I'm not I don't entirely know. But I think this time they're going to actually have a representative cast yeah. like that's Asian, right? Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, it was just it was first of all that movie was whitewashed and then the plot was just horrible and, and everything about it just sucked so bad like it disappointed so there's many a, people. There's a there's a thing though that cuz you know the fire there so there's that one parody episode near the very end of the show where they like they go to this play and they yeah. see their advent like at the end of that episode Sokka is like the costumes and the effects were cool, but that's about it. And that's <laughs> what you can say about the movie cuz somebody yeah. did that. Somebody made that once on on YouTube where they like quickly went through like you, you know in five seconds the the live action m night shalama movie yeah and then they had that quit that little clip of Sokka saying that yeah that's so funny but that's true that's yeah the costumes were cool but that was it that was about it yeah it's the rest of it so I'm I'm excited to see what this new version of it has I think that a lot of they probably like a lot of lessons were learned and and that's a thing sometimes when you try to do a live action movie in the West of a popular show that um, maybe originated somewhere else is that sometimes it ends up sucking because you don't bring in the representation or the people that had a hand in creating it and you create your own interpretation that's nothing what the the fans have come to know and love. No. So, yeah, but anyway, I don't know if you guys out there listening love the Avatar, but we definitely want to hear from you and what your favorite moments or characters are. Like, I know I also love Sokka. Like, I, I, I just love that dude. Because, you know, he was the, what do you call it? The, the comic relief. The comic relief, yeah. But he's I, also, like, really good at maps and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's not just, like, he has a purpose. Yeah, he has a purpose for sure. And, and he helps yeah. like, keep, and he's also part, like, he also helps uh, ground the group when they're together sometimes, you know? And, uh, like, his role in the, his role in that dynamic was just as important. I know, and I feel really bad, like, as in Legend of Korra, like, they never, ever address, like, what happened to him. Like, did he get married? Did he have kids? Like, do the, the yeah. little airbender kids in Legend of Korra, do they have cousins? from yeah. him and like apparently people have asked that of the of the directors and writers and they were like we don't know his story's over and so it's like kind of sad as far I as I know it feels like he got gypped as, yeah as far as world building like why didn't you even think about it did, did he marry Suki did he marry someone else did he not have kids yeah. at all like can you just at least answer that I like, think it would have been fun to bring him uh to bring him in yeah uh, because he was such a big part of the show like they even they even bring up Toph's story in Legend of Korra, mm-hmm. like even though she's not there, but like she's still existent in the in the series. Well, she is. So. You just didn't watch 
so yeah, Dahlia did. Oh, because I didn't finish the finish the last yeah, season. Yeah, Toph does oh, come. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and now you might want to watch it. It's in season four. Yeah. yeah it was, okay. Damn it. So I yeah I only got up to because Legend of Korra wasn't something I was even aware of until like just like a year or so ago, and then you know. There's so much stuff in my queue that I want to watch. I, I didn't oh, get to it until... I mean, it it's pretty easy because there's only like 10 episodes per season or something. I know, but it's one of those things where like, okay, what are my, what do I want to watch? What do I want to watch? And then when I started watching Legend of Korra, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. I just never... And then I had to stop watching because I, I don't get to watch TV that much. So these, yeah, like these days, but mm-hmm. anyway. um, Okay, so there's still more that I get to explore with Legend of Korra. So I'm excited about that. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but yeah let us know just... what you guys think. We just we love this show, and we want to know: Are you guys fans of Avatar or Legend of Korra or both? Yeah, or why, or what, or yeah. like favorite characters, or like what what kind of bender would you be, or would you not be? Like, I believe I would be an Earthbender, based and on. And I want to, and I know I'd be a Waterbender. Yeah. But you have some, like you have some. How did you come across? I might mine was like because I like I know some stuff about feng shui and whatever, and so there's a lot of Earth and metal in my elements and things like that. And plus my like general, like strong personality, like, I mean, strong emotionally and kind of quiet and stoic. Otherwise, like I believe that I would be an earth person. Oh, that's so cool. I have no clue what I would be. I just want to be a waterbender. Yeah, I know. I do. I do think water is more useful. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But Earth has its uh, plenty uses. But I think uh, that it's just fun to just explore. Like, what would I do with waterbending? I would pick up this damn coffee stain in my booth right now. That's what yeah. I would do. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We want to hear from you. Bloomingvoices.com is the website. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. And our email is bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks for having fun with us today. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a good See you next week. time. <laughs> Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.